Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thank you so much for listening in today. I want to follow up on my sermon called Imagination Central. I gave some quotes by Walt Disney, and I'll share them again with you today real quickly. These are the three quotes. If you can dream it, you can do it. And the other two are this. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. You know, I can tell you this. We have to start thinking about these things. And then he also says this, all our dreams come true if we have courage to pursue them. And yesterday I talked about that, and yesterday I used the passage of Scripture from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, talking about the power of the living God, talking about the importance of being established in love and strengthening our faith and growing in our inner being. And then at the end of it, it talked about doing immeasurably more than we can ever imagine. And I'm going to be sharing that uh, either today or tomorrow, depends how far I get today. I didn't get real far yesterday because I, I just kind of got talking and and just sharing from my heart. And sometimes you do that, you know. But Paul prayed that the church, of course, would be rooted in love, and that's what we wanted to do. And I closed yesterday it was virtually saying, "What is your personal mission? What is God leading you to do?" And I also shared how Paul went through shipwreck, poisonous snake bites, being beaten. You know, it did. He just all sorts of things, uh, but he continued. He didn't let the shipwreck derail him. Sometimes, when something comes in our lives, some kind of obstacle, we let the obstacle stop us. Paul didn't let the obstacle stop us. He had one thing in mind, and that was to show people and tell people Jesus Christ and live Jesus Christ. I hope and pray that each one of us are fulfilling God's potential in us. Each one of us has enormous potential to be the shining light of Jesus Christ in a dark place. And folks, we live in a dark world. We live in a world that many people do not know Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. They don't even understand the concept. In fact, the idea of being born again, they don't get. That, you know, when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, you start anew. You have a new life in him. And that's why Jesus emphasized this in the New Testament, in the Word of God. In fact, I'd encourage you to read through the book of John very carefully and listen to the words. You know, just like a few weeks ago, I talked about Jesus, uh, you know, having a desire to be around people of sin because he wanted to show the dark world the light of God. We need to show the dark world the light of God. And Paul understood that. And Paul lived that. And, you know, Paul didn't crack under the pressure that was out there. And, folks, there is pressure. The world just throws things at you, and you live in the world of pressure. But you know what? God is greater than all that. The Apostle John also got that, and I'm going to share this scripture today. John chapter 15, uh, verses 5 through 8, and you know, we see Jesus talking in this passage of scripture, and he says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers, and such a branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. John was saying to those, he said, remain in him. Those that loved him remained in him. Why? Because people were not remaining in him. 
People were turning away. People, they, they believed in him, and suddenly they started walking the other way. And he says, if you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. In other words, they would be a living witness for Jesus, and they would touch many lives. And he also said, apart from me, you're nothing. Folks, we are nothing apart from Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ isn't first place in your life, we are nothing. He makes it clear that we'll be thrown out if we do not remain in him. What was he trying to do here? What was Jesus trying to do here, folks? He was trying to shake people up to understand the importance of living for him. He wanted people to realize it is vitally important to remain in him. It is vitally important to walk with our God. There are people who take this verse and try to say, well, God doesn't, and then, well, later on in the verse, he talks about asking anything in my name to be given to you, and there's many people who talk about that, and they say, well, I have faith in God, but he doesn't hear me, so he's not answering my prayers, so I don't believe. Well, our problem is we don't understand what, when we ask anything, what that means. We ask anything, yes, in accordance to his will, but he, his answers, the problem is we don't understand his answers, because many times his answers are yes, but sometimes his answers are no, and other times it's maybe. And other times, it's not now. We will find an excuse, this world will, to disclaim the power of God instead of imagining what he wants to do in our lives. I've been praying about something for, boy, about three or four weeks now, and just I've just almost, almost wanted, I wanted uh, like it to be written in the sky or something. I was asked to go speak uh, to a number of missionaries uh, in South Asia, in, in actually in Malaysia, Penang, Malaysia, next March. And I have been I have been hesitating on the decision, and I'm saying, Lord, just show me. Everybody says go. All my friends, my family, everybody says go. But I just, for some reason, struggled with trying to make that decision. And I told my church that the other Sunday, and I said, pray for me. I just, I have to make a decision in that week. And I'm telling you what, I woke up that next morning realizing that I needed to go, and if God wanted to block the way, he could, but I I said yes, and it was really a clear-cut thing. I finally found an answer, and you know what? And I some see, well, he was probably in front of you all the time. You just didn't see it. I don't know what it was, but it finally hit in. I know what it is now. It was many people were praying that God would show me, and I believe God did. See, God always sees the big picture. God has plans to prosper you. He wants you to be alive in him. He wants you to prosper in your life and be able to touch many lives. One of the great Christian speakers, if you're older, you'll know this man. He's written many books. His name is Chuck Swindoll, Charles Swindoll. Tremendous speaker, tremendous writer. I had the privilege of this radio station to interview him a number of years ago, and it was one of the greatest interviews I think I've ever been allowed to give, and it was awesome, and I still believe we have that on tape, and so excited to hear this man. He loved God so much and has touched so many lives, but he had a quote that I really liked. He said this, when you have more memories than dreams, life is coming to an end. When you have more memories than dreams, life is coming to an end. I pray no matter how old you are, that life is just beginning. And you can dream. I don't care if you're 80 or 90 years old. You can dream what God can do in your life for the rest of your life. Whether you have a year left or two years left, God wants to use you. Whether you have 40 years yet left, God wants to use you. You know, the prophet Jeremiah, 
uh, there's a passage of scripture that uh, that is his most popular passage of scripture that more people have memorized than anyone is Jeremiah 29:11. He says, "I for I know the plans for you," declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future." Folks, that's exactly what God has for you. He has plans to prosper you. He has plans to give you hope. He has plans for a future for you. God has always had the best in mind for you. But folks, many have gone astray and used every excuse around not to let God press forward in their lives. What we need to do is to see the invisible, hear the inaudible, believe in the incredible, and think the unthinkable. And I believe that with all my heart. You know, I I saw that quote, and I, I was in a book, but I didn't say uh, who the quote was from. And after my service, I mentioned that, and I had somebody, I think, looked it up, and they told me they found the quote, and it was a guy by a guy named Calvin Miller. I just found that out. But sometimes we start, well, I want to read that again. It, what, we need to, uh, what we need to see is the invisible. What we need to do is see the invisible, hear the inaudible, believe in the incredible, and think the unthinkable. You know, sometimes we struggle with that uh, when it's right in front of us. God lays things out beautifully for us, and we make excuses why it won't work, why it's not his will. We let fear grasp a hold of us and shut us up. We don't want to have to try to explain the unexplainable. And you know what? There's some things that are unexplainable out there. We have a lady in our church. Her name is Lynn. She about died about two years ago now, and she went into coma, and it virtually the doctor had given her the death sentence, and we all... We just had faith to believe that God was going to touch her, and you know she was in a coma for quite some time. When she came out of a coma, she told us about a spirit a experience she had in heaven that God took her to heaven. And you hear these stories. Well, Lynn, she didn't go broadcast around. She didn't write a book about it. She was pretty quiet about it. But I'm telling you, what it is a real experience as you'll ever hear in your life. And God just uh, she has a new grip on life. I mean, it's amazing what. What God showed her, and and uh, and the experience of joys of heaven, and like all the other ones you hear, she did not want to come back. But you know what? It's hard to explain that. It's unexplainable. Heaven is kind of unexplainable. Life sometimes answers to prayer are unexplainable. But remember Paul's words in verse twenty of Ephesians, our text in Ephesians chapter three. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that has worked within us. Immeasurably more than we can imagine. That means seeing the invisible. That means hearing the inaudible. That means believing the unthinkable. Once we come to recognize the big picture and recognize that Almighty God is in us and he will lead us and he will guide us, we can see things happen. You and I and our churches, we can be the light in this dark world. We can make things possible and we can create results through Jesus Christ that can change our world and multiply those who believe and trust in him. And a new wave of the love of Jesus being spread to the world and all our churches flourishing and people growing in the things of God. I hope all of us will understand the limitless strength God gives. The limitless strength God gives. When you get knocked down, folks, arise to your feet. When you get knocked down, arise again and again and again and live like the Apostle Paul taught us in the Word of God to press on to the high calling of God. Let nothing get in the way. People, let's be imagination central 
And just imagine what God wants to do through you. It will be life-changing, contagious, and it will all be to the glory of God. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.